On this episode of Cutting Through the Noise, Michelle and Kyle talk about the traction channel search engine marketing. They talk about how to successfully use keywords in your advertising and how your ads will be seen on different search engines. We are live, cutting through the noise. <laughs> search engine marketing. We're talking about the Traction Channel search engine marketing today. And we are here with Michelle, who is our paid search and paid social specialist, so the perfect candidate for this week's <laughs> podcast. Um, Michelle, welcome. How's your day treating you? Uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, course. it's going well so far. You we know? spent some time today in analytics, Google yeah. Ads, Facebook. So this is our life. Yeah, this, this is, is every uh, day. This is what we live. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because um, I think... When we talk about cutting through the noise, a lot of people look at Google Ads and they think, "I need to hire, um, you know, the $250 an hour expert to manage this campaign, and I have a taco stand downtown, yeah. or I just want to show up on the first page of Google." Yeah. Or I got a call from Google Business, and they, so quickly you can see how this gets really confusing for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk today just about Google Ads and specifically like the three different types of campaigns that you can run in Google Ads. Yep. Previously known as Google AdWords. Were you, did you start when it was Google AdWords and then the change happened? Yeah. Yeah, so, that was like what, five years ago? Uh, the Google so, Ads transition, like they, you know, Facebook that. ads came out. Yeah. Pinterest ads, mm-hmm. LinkedIn ads. Bing ads. Twitter ads. And they said, you know, why are we calling ourselves Google AdWords? Right. Let's it's just Google call it Google ads. ads. Yeah. And maybe we'll make more money. Yes. That was their hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so today we're talking about the three campaigns. Specifically, when we say paid search, so search engine marketing, which is the traction channel, uh, that is specific to keywords. Right. So when you are searching Google, the, you know, the Google query box, what are they, what's the specific term for that? I think it's just the search, search bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Search bar. <laughs> query, when you're searching, yes, when you're <laughs> querying the Google and those paid listings, so those first maybe five to six paid listings that you see, um, probably five years ago, very clear to tell you're looking at an ad. Mm-hmm. Grayed out background, a big yellow ad, or it, may, it might even been orange. Like, yeah. hey, if you click on this, you're clicking on an ad. Today, 2019, much more difficult to tell. And what's really interesting is the difference in click-through rate. So we're getting into some acronyms now and This is where the noise (laughs) that we originally tried to cut through started. But click-through rates, the number of people that see the ad versus the number of people that actually click on the ad. When there was a gray background and a big orange sign that said, this is a paid advertisement, click-through rates were dismal. Google understands that in order to get paid by marketers, they need to have clicks, have users click on these ads. And um, that's where we see the evolution. And maybe we can link up to some of the differences in click-through rates that really minor things like shrinking this text of the paid ad, mm-hmm. you know, what impact does it have on click-through rate? It's pretty incredible to well, see Well, I mean, the they're almost organic looking nowadays. Totally. I mean, if you look at those first three posts or first three, you know, um, at, like, I guess the space on the page, like mm-hmm. you can tell it's very minimal that it says ad. Totally. So, if you're looking over someone's shoulder that, you know, isn't as in tune to what Google's up to, mm-hmm. they're clicking on those first couple links. Oh, yeah. Um, and so from a from a marketing standpoint, if you're trying to search and you're producing relevant content and relevant 
landing pages for your users and you are not on that first page, it can be a really viable channel. So um, let's quickly back up. I want to just un- help our listeners understand exactly why these ads exist yep. and how these ads uh, make money. But maybe it would make more sense when we get to the display side. But uh, so to start, paid search, you log into Google Ads and it asks you, you know, hey, would you like to create a campaign? It will ask you paid search, display, or YouTube. Can you explain? So we'd explain paid search are the paid listings mm-hmm. that you see if you search Google and it's those first couple listings there. Yep. Uh, can you explain display, what display campaign is all about? Yeah, so um, display campaigns, you know, it could either be similar to the search where it has a text but or it could be an image ad. And the best thing about the display network is the fact that it's sites that have partnered with Google that you can show, like take up space and show your ads on. So typically mm-hmm. the you know paid search, that's only living in the Google search realm. Whereas the display, you can actually expand your reach out to um, more audiences based off the partnerships with Google. Yeah. Um, and those are also becoming a little bit more organic on the page too, the way that they lay it out. I mean, I feel like before, you know, you'd see these ads and they're just right up in your face. But I think now they're starting to be um, a little bit more organic in the fact that as you're scrolling through, it kind of blends in with the page. So they're yeah. getting a lot. It feels native to the page. Mm-hmm. It feels getting like, very strategic. Oh, I'm clicking it. on this article and then you're like, wait, where did CNN go? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, and then uh, the other campaign, uh, the YouTube, I mean, given in the name, it's just ads that you can actually run through uh through the YouTube channels um, or the, the website. And it's any kind of video content. I mean, you can do... Um, some bumper video ads, or you can have the in-stream ones. Like there's a couple different formats that you can do, but it's a good way to use your video assets and get that out to your audiences as well. Totally. Mm-hmm. So those are the three campaigns. Those are each ones that, that you choose from. Search, let's start there. So we mm-hmm. dove into a little bit. Uh, Google makes it really easy to spend a lot of money fast. Yes. And so <laughs> a lot of times what we'll recommend for our clients and for anybody getting started in Google Ads is start with a really small bullseye and then expand from there. So think about if you're a hunter, you're using a sniper rifle instead of a shotgun, right? Right. We're in Montana, so those references are are PC, I think, I hope. I think so. Okay. I think we're safe. Uh, If you're a fisherman, how about uh, you use a wide net, or no, you use like a harpoon gun instead of, maybe I should just stop talking about That's also very intense. Yeah, Yeah, maybe not guns. Uh, Different rods. Moving on. Uh, But... Basically starting with exact match keywords, and if mm-hmm. you're not sure what that means, it's basically Google will, if you say you're a coffee company, and you want to purchase an exact match keyword that says uh, single origin coffee in Montana. So Montana single origin coffee. You can purchase that keyword in exact match, mm-hmm. and if and only if somebody searches for those keywords and those specific keywords only, is your ad going to appear. Now, how many people are searching for that keyword? That's maybe nobody. Right. Um, But you can launch it, and guess what? If nobody searches for it and nobody clicks on it... Doesn't charge you anything. Guess how much money you've spent? (laughs) Zero dollars. So you've learned some valuable information about keyword searches, Mm -hmm. and you spent zero dollars. Right. The next zooming out is phrase match. So take that same um, phrase, Mm -hmm. but... Now someone searches for a single origin coffee in Missoula, Montana, or single origin coffee in single origin. Sorry, single origin coffee, Montana, uh, dark roast. <laughs> right. So you didn't originally include the term dark roast in your keyword, but because phrase match captures if your keyword includes those words the and other words coffee. in that order, mm-hmm. uh, your 
search term will appear. Yeah. Now again, Montana's not that big. I don't know how many people are searching for this keyword, so you might have to expand your net further. But if you're in a business where there's high traffic or keywords are really competitive, it's really smart and the strategy should be start really center, center the bullseye, expand out from there. Right. I mean, because you could be doing a term like hats for women. Like that's right. very competitive, I'm sure. Competitive, really broad. Mm-hmm. Like is it a cowboy hat? Is it a right. flat brim? Like those are two very different customers. Mm-hmm. Moving into display. So you mentioned the partnerships that people have with Google. Yes. I'm going to expand on that a little bit yep. and call it like they're you're basically renting inventory from Google. Yeah. Let me explain. So you are writing a blog or you have an article about um, hiking and you go to all the different national parks in the country and write about your favorite hikes in each and maybe they're the less known hikes. You know, they're, they're different. And so people find your site organically and slowly but surely you notice, oh, we're starting to get a thousand website visitors a month. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get a thousand website visitors a day. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Well, the way that you monetize or make money from those visitors is one of the ways is to rent space, rent some of your website space to Google. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've all seen the websites with 50 display ads. And you're like, how do I get off of this website as fast <laughs> as possible? Right. But there's elegant ways to do it. And it's mm-hmm. through a program called AdSense, which mm-hmm. if you're a marketer, you, you may or may not need to know about, but just understand that this is how Google makes their money on display ads is they rent a certain number of pixels on your website, like real estate. And every time somebody sees that ad, you get paid. Yeah. So you're writing about your national park hike, you get a thousand website visitors a day, and Google might say, we pay you $2 for every thousand people that sees this ad. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They charge the advertiser $3 right. for every thousand people that sees that ad. Uh, so that's how Google makes money. And now as a marketer, why that matters is you say, hey, I'm an athletic or I'm a hiking shoe company. I want to show my ad to everybody interested in hiking. Well, guess what? That blog that is renting space to Google has to answer some questions like, what's your blog all about? What's your website like? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about hiking. It's about gear review. It's about my favorite you know, places to visit mm-hmm. outdoors. The people visiting that site are probably at some point going to be in the market for hiking shoes. Right. So. Um, as a display, you know, when you're setting up display, what are some of your favorite audience targets to use? Uh, I mean like, uh, custom audiences and just like the demographic targeting or interest targeting. Yeah. Cause that's kind of along the same lines as, well, I want to target people who like the outdoors. Well, how does Google know that? Well, there's a lot of ways, but one of them is the person that is renting space to Google, right. says, hey, my site is all about these words, hiking, mm-hmm, that are related to it, outdoor yeah. activity, national parks. Yeah, so like really just trying to take, I guess my thoughts on that would be, you know, just trying to think about everything that encompasses under or falls underneath hiking. I mean, that could be, again, the gear, it could be the shoes, outfits, mm-hmm. um, geez, even like water purification systems, like mm-hmm. <laughs> anything related to it, you know, just that it might be thinking of and just kind of putting in those words. Um, I think can reach out to that audience and kind of live there. Yeah, so keyword, right. You can also target just based on keyword and they'll find sites related to, different than search campaigns, which are you're purchasing the actual keyword. Yeah. And then YouTube, similarly, but not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. People make money on YouTube. Yep. Because guess what? You put content on YouTube and you review, uh, I was going to say coffee mugs, but we already talked about (laughs) coffee. 
you review podcasting equipment. Yeah. And uh, that's not a world I want to get into because we're still learning ourselves. <laughs> but you review podcasting equipment, you get a thousand views a month. For every thousand people that view your YouTube video, there's some pre-roll ads and you get paid every time somebody watches that pre-roll ad right. by Google. Um, and as a marketer, you can rent space or purchase space in front of those videos. Yeah. It's a really powerful channel. We're doing a ton in it. Did you have any thoughts on your experiences so far in YouTube advertising, video ads? Um, you know, it's been, it's been great, uh, again, kind of doing these custom intent audiences as well when I'm doing YouTube. So like trying yeah, to find... Yeah, what do you mean by that? Uh, so sorry for listeners if you're not aware with it. Um, it's a type of way of, you know, it's, again, kind of related to keywords, but you're not purchasing the keywords. But it's a way for you to build an audience of people that are already in the market looking for things that are related to what you're trying to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, if one of our clients deals with soap, like it's coming up with any kind of searches that I can think of. I mean, creating this audience and then, you know, just writing down anything that comes to mind in terms that are related to soap. And then maybe if people are searching for it, they might hit upon it just because it's related to it. It's just trying to draw them all in. I mean, you can even throw in competitors into that. Um, Yeah, just a way to kind of cast a wide net and try to bring them into where what your video content is. So Mm -hmm. that seems to be working pretty well. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the coolest part I think about YouTube is you can see how long people are watching your ads. Yeah. So if you have you know two different ads that are thirty seconds each, which might be arguably a little too long, maybe it's fifteen second pre roll. Right. Sometimes they call them bumper ads because you can't actually skip them. Mm-hmm. But let's use the 30 second ad. You can see at 18 seconds, 75% of people drop Locked off. off. Mm-hmm. And so you can review your video. What happens at that 18th second that yeah. loses people's attention? Mm-hmm. So with all of this that we've talked about, you know, the next step, and we can dive further into this maybe in a later episode, is just the tracking component behind Google Ads is pretty incredible it is a lot of data a lot of columns of data but once you figure out which data points are important that move your business and whether that's revenue whether that's conversions tags or or sorry leads Mm -hmm. you can do some pretty remarkable things right to optimize and it's really important i feel like too to make sure that you do step away for a minute and try to again come back to those like relevant goals for your business like Mm -hmm. what do you really want to focus on because Trust me, it's easy to really get into the weeds. Yeah. There's so much information on there that's exciting to look into and you think, uh, and just so many strategies you can come up with, but yeah. making sure you actually have those big goals aligned. It's sort of like the entrepreneur that spends two weeks designing their business card before they have a customer. Yeah. <laughs> like get in there, build some campaigns. Don't worry too much about, mm-hmm. you know, don't make it perfect right off the bat. It like, doesn't have to be perfect, and yeah. it won't be because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. You just got to test it. Test the ad copy, and you might think this ad is going to flop. Nobody, this ad copy, and when you say ad copy, just the text that you write is going to. Text uh, on the ad, yep. This is gonna, not going to perform well, and lo and behold, you launch it, and it's your top performing ad. People click on it 8% of the time. They land on your website and purchase You know, 5% of the time, which, yeah. believe it or not, those would be really remarkable statistics. Yeah. Maybe a little higher on the click-through rate for the ads, but anyway. Not too bad. We're getting into the weeds now. Yeah. We're not cutting through the noise. No. So it's a noisy vertical. Um, you you can use third parties that will charge you a ton for ad impressions on, th- on the display network that is quite simply with custom intent audiences like Michelle was talking about. You can do this stuff yourself. It doesn't take long. You can launch it. You can show your ad to thousands of people for relatively low amounts of money. 
and get some really key data. And then if you want to hire a firm or an expert to come in and audit what you've set up, that might be a better time. But yeah. understand the platform yourself so that when somebody comes to you and says, oh, this is a third party click-through rates and we focus on conversion and CTR, you can you can say, I... You know what's right for yeah. you. Yeah. Listen, yeah. snake oil salesman. Yeah, you don't want to get taken advantage of. Yeah. So. so we like to measure just based on conversions. Mm-hmm. You know, impressions, of course, we'll make decisions on if we're not getting conversions. But ultimately, it comes down to leads, conversions, revenue, things that move your business. So yeah. that's what we focus on. Yeah. Um, anything else, Michelle, that we missed? Um, I don't know. It's just like just budgets, too. Like the nice yeah. thing about, you know, if you're the one who's doing it, like don't feel like you have to spend so much money because some of the, the ways that some of the ads are ranked and everything it's not necessarily about how much money you put into it might you know they're really going to rate you higher on relevance of the that's a really everything. good point yeah so it's not always i mean for the small companies you know that are you know eager to get into this game but don't want to hire a firm like know that you can do this There's, that's such a good point yeah that you just gotta be smart with it it's like david versus goliath yeah we like talk you, a lot about that yeah you can have a small budget and still do really well you can compete you can outrank you can people with bigger budgets than you mm-hmm. for keywords because of uh, how Google does their algorithm. Yep. Which we could talk for hours about. Yeah. And, so then, that every, might be and then we'd have zero <laughs> listeners yeah. for the remainder. <laughs> but that's a really good point that budget is something if you have $5 or $5 million, you can advertise on Google. Yeah. You can try it. You can do it. Um, get in there, execute, move fast, break things, as Facebook says, <laughs> at least in the early days. They don't say that as much anymore. No. <laughs> but uh, it's a really great traction channel. Um, I think that's all I've got. Yeah, I think that's a good start. That's an episode, Search Engine Marketing. Check it out, try it out, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, guys.